Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See him come off the line of scrimmage with that little hot step. off the line of scrimmage. Police off the line of scrimmage. Dick to the face mask as he's coming off the line of scrimmage. Watch him just slow play this off the line of scrimmage. Saw the release off the line of scrimmage. Yo, what's going on, people? It is another episode of Off The Line Fantasy Football Podcast. We are back after missing last week, episode 107. I'm excited for this episode because we're here. It's combine week, man. I'm excited about some of these prospects that, that we're interested in seeing and running and, you know, doing interviews and whatnot. So we'll we'll be talking about, you know, some, some combine stuff. We just saw prize picks. They also dropped combine numbers, you know, 40 times. Didn't think they were going to do it, but they brought it back for your boy. So we'll talk about some of the some of those numbers that and players that we're liking on those. Uh, we'll also be talking best ball ADP. You know, we're we're DJs over here, so we're already drafting best ball teams for 2024. So we'll look at some of the trends for each of positions and what we're kind of seeing right now to you know give y'all some foresight on what to look for, especially before the combine. Because once once we see these players on NFL Network, they don't even have to run these. The ADPs are probably going to jump crazy or they're going to drop crazy. So we'll be talking about some of those and what, what we're seeing beforehand. So to the other hosts of the show, Ike, how you doing? How you feeling, man? Yeah, exciting time, exciting time. Underwear Olympics upon us. You know, that's what they call it, I think. I don't know if they still call it that, but that's, you know, it, it, it is upon us. But, yeah, I'm definitely excited to see some of these some of these players, uh, you know, you know, get their, get their 40 time on, get some of these drills going. And, you know, to your point, we're going to see a lot of movement after this weekend. Um, after this weekend, we're going to see a lot of movement in the best ball, best ball streets. We're probably going to see a lot of uh, we're going to see the, the big board. I don't know if how much how how uh, how how much it's filled so far, but we're going to see a spike in a lot of entries by the by the end of this weekend. We are at thirty three point eight percent currently. Yeah, we're going to we're going to see a spike. We're going to see quite a spike um, once the combine hits and. You know, we see some of these rookies, uh, you know, could perform, perform well, maybe perform not so well. So, yeah, this, it's it's an exciting time, it's an exciting time. And with the, regards to the combine, like what is who is the player that you're, you know, you're looking uh, most forward to seeing? You know, the one player for sure is our, our Nigel brother, uh, Roma Dunze, man. So he's the the top guy that's going to be at the combine. The other two are like, man, I don't got to do nothing. You've seen the tape. If you haven't, go look at the tape. You're going to get me where you're going to get me. So um, I respect them for doing that because, I mean, that's more of a trend. Like, what else is there? Like, you've been hyping up Mar- Marv since like, the beginning of last year, especially when he did the pro day that he didn't even have to do. He wanted to put it on tape early for for people so they already knew what time it was. And then uh, Malik Neighbors, same thing. He just said, hey, I don't need to do nothing. You've seen it. You can get me where you're going to get me. So I, I appreciate Rome for, you know, you know peasing our, our appetite for seeing one of the top receivers uh, show up in and do some stuff at the combine. Um, I'm also interested in seeing J.J. McCarthy, which is a name that people have been hyping up. Um, looks like he's going to be doing everything there because, you know, uh, we already seen um, some of the other quarterbacks that they're just not they're just going to be there, you know. You know, kissing babies, talking to some people, and that's it. Because again, that's, y'all seen the tape. I, you're gonna get me where you're gonna get me. <laughs> yeah, so, they, they, I think they're interviewing tomorrow morning. Uh, I think yeah. part of, part of the schedule is all the quarterbacks are gonna interview like 9:30 Eastern. Eastern. So, of course, 
some of that stuff is going to be overanalyzed. Some mm-hmm. of the answers will be overanalyzed. I think they're going to take that that test that TJ Stroud took last year. I don't know if they took. I it. wonder how many. I wonder how many of them are actually going to take it since they since CJ was like, "This is stupid." I, I want to say, dropped. yeah, I, I, and I want to say like some people already opted out of taking it. Um, I might have. I might have heard, but and that's you know that's smart. So we're going to see. We're going to start seeing uh, silly season. A, a, a silly season kickoff. And what, yeah, and another thing, I saw a tweet today where they were talking about Caleb. A guy said that he walked by Caleb and he was like, yeah, he doesn't look really that much bigger than than Bryce Young. I was like, wait, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll know for sure when they measure. But that's that would be wild. S- silly, would, silly season. Yeah, I'm telling you. That would be wild. So. Um, what, what, what is he? What is he trying to say? Like the the the, the flak jacket that he wears, yeah, is, is skewing things. <laughs> get out of here! Get 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 the hell right. out! Of here. Get I know, the hell out! I of know. Here. Um, who on the defensive side? I want to see? Uh, you know, chop chop Robinson from Penn State, the 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 outside linebacker. The linebacker. You know, people are hyping him up. Mm-hmm. I want to yeah. see. Um, I'm really interested in seeing. Uh, you know, Brian uh Byron Murphy. And um, see what he does in terms of running wise, because I know Byron Murphy. He's one, yeah, he's one of the uh, D linemen, one of the top D linemen uh, that's coming out. I'm interested in seeing how he, you know, performs and uh, how he improves his stock because he's pretty much one of them guys where he should be going in the top ten for sure. So that's just a couple of my guys I want to see. What about you? Who you? Interested? I mean, you 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 stole a Dunze from me, so Dunze was probably he's like the main one that I wanted to see. Um, you know, obviously. Neighbors and neighbors and Harrison aren't running, but Adunze, like he's the one that I mean, he's led all receivers since 2022 in receiving yards. Yeah. Was, you know, just shy of three thousand, just shy of 2800. So he's been super productive. Um, and you know, I'm looking forward to seeing like how he runs and you know how he gets in and out of his breaks. Obviously, we've seen it on on the tape. We you know we see his explosive playmaking nature. You know, he he can return punts for touchdowns. Like the guy can do can do can do it all. Interesting thing about him though is. 81.1% of his snaps have been out wide. So he's not going to be in the slot at all. He's going to be an outside yeah. guy. And he's going to be – He, I feel like he can dominate at the next level. So looking forward to seeing that. Also looking forward to seeing the running backs, you know, because the running back class has been kind of, you know, you know, it, it's been kind of highly slept on. But a lot of these running backs, it's, it, it appears like they're going to be taking part in a lot of the testing and a lot of the drills. So they're gonna want to show they're gonna, they're gonna you know want want to show off their stuff and and, and make a name for themselves and and yep. say hey look we're we're not some you know poo poo class um, that you know a lot of people are aren't really aren't really hyping up that much you know we'll see you know we'll see Blake Corum we'll see you know, you know uh, Bucky Irving we'll see some of those some of these guys uh, perform um, at the combine so we'll see uh, we'll see um, but in in just switching gears from like not you know not not player related but it's just kind of like as a collective. One thing that the NFL did, has done a really, really good job of is they've, they're having, at least this year, I think this is like one of the first years we've seen it, all the, all the skilled guys running. Yes, sir. Yes, that sir. Awesome. I, I can't wait. So you don't have to just yes. you know, focus on, okay, well, Tuesday at, at, at 2 p.m. or some shit, yep. whatever. You'll, we'll get wide receivers and wide receivers and linebackers, like the, like the, the odd, the, the most odd groupings of, 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 of players or of positions running together. But it, you've got the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. Yes, they sir. Care. They, they, they listen to the fans. They care. That's what matters. So I, I can't wait for that. So all running at the same time. That's the biggest thing um, going into the combine that I'm excited about outside of just, you know, a few select players here and there. Yeah. All right. So. One last thing we want to talk about in terms of combine before we get into this underdog ADP prize picks. They dropped they dropped forty times, man. We didn't think this was going to happen. They, mm-hmm. they you know they blessed us with this this Christmas gift. They tried to sneak it up on us, but uh, we we got the alert and we had to we had to tap in before before they start jumping these lines. But uh, just real quick, some of the players out like in terms of forty times that I was really interested in was you know Braylon Allen. They right now they had I had him in at. Uh, they have them listed at four four. I don't think so, my friend. I put more on that one. <laughs> Blake Corum, they got him at four three nine. I don't think so, my friend. I put him as more. Xavier Leggett, they got him at a four three two. He's fast, but 
four three two four three two fast. I don't know about I that. don't know about that one. So I went more on that one. Roman Wilson four three two. He's fast. But not that. I don't know he's that fast. I don't, so know, I what I don't know what they're seeing, man. Yeah. I don't know what they're seeing with these 40 times. Yeah, so I put more on that one, too. They also had, um, who else did I put? Oh, Xavier Worthy, wide receiver from Texas. They have him at 4-3 flat. That's, he's fast. That's pretty, that's pretty fast. He's I think fast, he, but. I think he comes in somewhere around like 4-3-9, 4-3-7. I don't think he's 4-3 speed. Four, three that's my flat, opinion. Though. Yeah, 4-3 flat. Yeah, that's. I don't know. That's that's definitely uh, pushing it. It's definitely yeah. Pushing. So I put I put more on him on that one too. Trey Benson, running back from Florida State, four three seven. Six, he's a six one running back. He runs straight up. I don't know about that one. If it's me, I, my money was on him running over that. So, yeah. um, and also there is a corner. Uh, what was his name? Nate Wiggins. Uh, Ray told me about this before we came on air. They got him right now at four five five. I've seen Nate run. I believe he's faster than that. So I'll put less on that one. Just just to you know, just to put it out there. Oh, they also had a Roman Dunze, a guy that ran track in high school. He I think he he ran the two hundred and the four hundred, I believe. I think his two hundred time in high school was like a twenty one, a low twenty one three, low twenty one four, something like that. It's mm. pretty fast in high school. Yeah. But again, four three six. I don't know about that one. I also I I leaned more on that one when I when I was going and picking some of these players. So four three six. That's that's a that's a tough one because he does have the he does have the stride, but he does have the stride. I mean, he could be he's six four. He had to get he has to like get to that to the, his highest point of like him his acceleration pretty quick. So, but to me, I felt I guy. felt like he, he is a track guy. Yes, I felt like that that might be he might be like low four fours. High four threes, but four three six. I leaned. I leaned over. That was just my. I mean, again, this is my opinion. He might. Yeah. He, he might run faster than that. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look. If it, 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 I mean, it, I think it'd be safe to lean over because he can still run like a four three nine, four three eight, mm-hmm. something. You know, that'll still be like crazy fast for for, for a guy yeah. his size. You know, there'll be like a height adjusted speed score on on player profiler that I'll that we'll see. You know, after that, and it'll be off the charts. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 entirely possible he runs in the four threes, but four three six, man, that's it, it's it's it's, it's up there. It's it's high. Yeah, it's, it's up high. there. Yeah, it's and high. then some other some other notables that I've been thinking about that uh, that y'all might be interested in is Brock Bowers at four five flat. Um, we got we do have a corner Trey uh, Tyler Owens at four three flat. I believe he he might have the fastest time besides X on here, so. It's interesting to see that one. They got Troy Franklin at four three six. I think that one would be pretty close because Troy Troy can just flat out fly. I feel like he can go uh, under that. I think he can go under that. I think Troy. Can yeah, go yeah. We got Jermaine Burton at four three two. Another guy. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I know he's fast, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Some reason they got Jonathan Brooks listed on here. He's recovering from a torn ACL. <laughs> Um, they got Jalen Wright. Somebody they've all, been all the more reason for just real quick before you get to Jalen Wright. All the more reason for you to pounce on these lines because they got people on there that aren't even participating. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it's because they're they're just they're just putting out bullshit lines right now, and then maybe they'll adjust them because you know they're gonna adjust, they're gonna the, adjust the market. Them. The market is gonna force them. The to market's adjust gonna force them to adjust, and they will adjust uh, accordingly. So like all, yeah. all the, the dialogue that we're having right now about some of these forty times. They're they're probably going to you know the the betting market will shift in in that in in those yeah. particular directions. Jalen Wright, who a lot of uh, analysts are talking up right now, four three one. Another guy, I know he's straight line speed. Uh, if you watch his tape, he just like don't don't have him go like side to side, but straight line, he can fly. But four three one again, I don't know about that one. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think anybody else. Uh, Audric Estime, big running is, back is from Bucky Notre Dame. Irving on there? Yes, four three four four seven. Four four seven. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That that's an interesting one that that might be lower. Yeah. They had Drake Pen- they had Penix on here. Oh, that's like four six, right? Four six four is it? Four six four. That, yeah. yeah. A, a he guy can't who, even he can't run. Yeah. <laughs> now that's, 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 the, the the one the one thing though. The the one pushback I have is that is 
was it the fact that he can't run or did he just didn't run? Because no, he, didn't, he, 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 he didn't, didn't run. run, but he can't run because he's he's had two uh, ACL surgeries. Okay. That's why he doesn't run anymore. Before yeah. before he went to Washington, that's all he did was run. Yeah. As soon as those as soon as his knees gave up twice, he was like, I'm not doing that no more. I'm just I'm just going to show off my arm. So, yeah, that's why I'm like, this has to be over because he don't run. He can't run. Yeah, um, it's true. Good point. Yeah. Yeah, Jaden Daniels a four four uh four five two, but he said he already told us he's not doing nothing. He's not doing anything. So, Neighbors isn't doing anything. Harrison's not doing I bet they have Harrison yeah. listed. And he's no, they don't. Anything. They don't. <laughs> okay. They don't have him listed. I don't know why they got Jaden. He already told us he's not doing nothing. Is uh Brian Thomas on there? Yes, he is. He is at where did I just see him? He is at four four six. He's a long strider and he if you've seen his tape, he can run. He can, he so can definitely think, fly. He can definitely so fly. So I think that would be close. That's why they want to really mess with it. Um, yeah. I'm trying to make sure that I, I, I hit prize pick over the head with uh, with some of these picks. Yeah, so, hit him over the head with this one. Yeah. <laughs> so I was trying to point out ones that I really like. I think that that should go over or under, depending on what I said. Oh, and I also got Lab McConkey at 458. So that's I think that one's close, too. I think he can go a little bit faster than that, in my opinion. So. Yeah, that is price picks uh, 40 times. So, you know, indulge in that. Have some fun with it. Yeah, I, I may I may take a look. I may take a look after we get off uh, to see, you know, see, see what's popping. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe just take a little gander. See what see what's happening. Yeah. Get a vacation paid for, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get a little get a little vacation check. Get a little, get a little pizza, pizza money. Put, put a little pizza. Money. Uh, yeah. All right. So. Next, uh, we're going to get into the ADP trends for underdog fantasy. Uh, Obviously, we've been doing best ball. The best ball season is is, is off and running. And, you know, we'll we'll see a lot of ADP shifts after the combine, especially with the rookies. But we want to get into some of these notable ADPs uh, that we're we're seeing so far, you know, since we, you know, since we've been drafting, you know, for let's, let's start with the quarterbacks. I mean, we. You know, the top four, pretty pretty self-explanatory. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. And then, you know, the, the you know, the next two, we have CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson, you know, at five and six. What do you what do you make of those two? Because CJ Stroud at five, I like CJ Stroud a lot. Is you think he's you think he's top five? So when I saw those two names above like Joe Burrow, Dak. People that kind of been doing it, you know, consistently the last few years, and then you, now you see you got the new the new toys, the new kids on the block at five and six. I'm just like, Ugh. I mean, I can understand, I can understand Anthony Richardson the potential, uh, but Stroud, I mean, for what he did his his rookie season, you were, I mean, he threw 4,100 yards, 23 touchdowns, five interceptions. You're expecting him to, he has to elevate from like he has to go up a, like a whole nother, you know. 40, 50, 60 points to legit legitimize him being like in that top five, that top echelon, because he and he doesn't run. So you're expecting his offense that's the, to run. That's the thing. You're expecting his offense to look like something like Patrick Mahomes, where he threw the ball, what, 600 times? And you so you need Stroud to get in that range. He only threw it 500 times, but he did miss a couple of games. So it's possible. But what is the outcome that you're going to see that? Uh, Currently, because I mean, obviously, we have free agency that's coming up. They could add something, and then now you can kind of justify him, you know, being in that range. For me, I think it's a little, it's a little eager, even for Richardson. But I can get Richardson because of the ability for him to run and pass. And he, when he did play, I mean, he was, he was a, he was QB one. So yeah, he was definitely, I he was it. definitely a Q, <laughs> he was definitely a QB one. <laughs> so I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it, it it definitely it definitely makes sense for Richardson, but um, but Stroud not so much because he doesn't run. Um, I mean, you know, fantasy points per game they were actually like kind of you know they were relatively relatively neck and neck. Um, you know, eight they're, oh, yeah. they're around they're around eighteen fantasy points a game, but Anthony Richardson was just kind of kind of getting ramped up, and he only played four games. And you you definitely saw the ceiling. Definitely saw the ceiling. Had four rushing touchdowns, and so. Um, you know, and and you know, I, I think a part another part of it is that Anthony Richardson may not have Michael Pittman because they're I don't think they're going to use a franchise tag on Michael Pittman, 
So they're going to have another wide receiver that they're going to have to. Yeah. There's yeah. no way they let him leave, man. They, they I, I hope not. Him, man. I, I hope they don't let him leave. That would be very. That would be sabotage for your for your you know second year signal caller. So that'd be that would be bad. That would be obviously a, a terrible idea for the Colts. But I'm seeing a lot of like a lot of these hypotheticals. Oh, what if Michael Michael Pittman ends up with the Chiefs, or he ends up with this team, or ends up with that team? How scary would this offense look? Mm-hmm. I mean, let's. I mean. <laughs> We got we got a couple weeks until you know the, the the league year starts and free agency starts. Let's just hope that Michael Pittman remains a Colt and salvages you know Anthony Richardson's. Well, I wouldn't say salvages, but just continues to help uh, you know Anthony Richardson's uh, development. But just moving on down the quarterback list, I mean we have Caleb Williams as the first rookie quarterback at QB sixteen, you know followed by Jaden Daniels at QB eighteen, and then the next uh, the next quarterback after that is is Drake May at QB 22. And so that, I, th- I think that's Caleb, Caleb, Caleb Williams and Drake may, I'm sorry, Caleb Williams and, and Jaden Daniels going, you know, top 20 quarterbacks being drafted. I mean, I, I guess that, I mean, that makes sense because they're, they're essentially going to be, you know, top 10 picks. Obviously Caleb Williams is going to go number one, but Jaden Daniels, he'll probably fall somewhere in the top 10 along with Drake may. So this is, a, I think this is a, a good range uh, for these quarterbacks. And, I think um, in the last the last best ball draft that I did, I, I have I have Caleb Williams as like my second or third quarterback. I can't I can't remember. Mm-hmm. So he's he's going he's going in that range. And his ADP is like you know one the one twelve range. So that's like the in the in like the tenth round, I believe tenth or you know ninth or tenth or eleventh round. One of those one of those sweet spots rounds. That's a, it's a pretty good range for him. But you know, so um, you know, obviously landing spots. You know, we'll see you know different contests you know, come, you know, later, later on in the, later on in the off season. But I think right now as before, before the dust really settles, I think this is, this is a pretty good range uh, for, you know, for, for, for those rookie uh, quarterbacks. And then you have JJ McCarthy all the way down at QB 31. So, so, I mean, McCarthy Penix and Bo Nix, like back to back to back being drafted, um, basically free at the end of your drafts. So, yeah. So we'll, um, we'll 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 see where we'll see where they end up landing, and you know we'll look back, we'll look back at the big board, and you know one of these guys has a really really stellar rookie season. I know JJ McCarthy is steaming up draft boards right now. Yeah, that's why I don't think this QB thirty one is gonna last. I think it's this not. thing is gonna be is gonna be up there. So the D gens like us are gonna be hammering hammering drafts and they're going to probably have jj mccarthy as one of their last quarterbacks being drafted and so um or last players period being drafted yeah uh so one takeaway that i got from you know seeing you know how these quarterbacks have been going so far the one the quarterbacks that have like different type of environments around them meaning like you know the you know the coaching changes or you know the rumors of them not leaving their teams they seem to be down for the community. So people like, you know, Justin Fields, like, I mean, he's still not even that as down as I thought he would be. He's at QB nine for somebody where they got him, you know, favored by minus 200 to be traded to Atlanta, traded to Pittsburgh. So man, if he goes to Atlanta, they're, 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 they're going to put like, they're going to put up Wilt Chamberlain as an offense. Do you, so we were talking about this in the destination discord uh, today and yesterday talking about, what the potential will look like if Justin Fields actually goes there. Now you got to think about it. The coordinator that's there, he's coming from McVay. McVay hasn't had a quarterback like this. All his quarterbacks have been, you know, staying in the pocket with golf and, and Stafford. So it'd be a little different when you add somebody that has the dual threat ability and who struggled with accuracy when he was in the pocket. Now, if you have him on the move, he looked a little bit better. So it would be it be interesting for sure, and I get why people are drafting him at QB nine just because of like the potential. Like, hey, if he goes here, then I beat the market because he might he's probably gonna. You know, I mean, you got Dak and Joe Burrow. Like, if he goes to Atlanta, does he hop over those two? Does he hop over uh, Anthony Richardson and and or CJ Stroud and gets back into that top five category like he was? What pretty much the end of last year? I mean, coming into this season because of what he did at the end of last year, so. Uh, the previous year so it'd be interesting to see what happens there I'm, I'm assuming that's people trying to beat the market in terms of where he goes next um yeah you know, yeah i i just 
we he he's still in the top firmly in the top 10 because we've seen the ceiling right we've seen yeah. the ceiling multiple times like the in 2022 we saw the ceiling of him being you know a 1100 yard rusher right didn't didn't really do as much with the past um you know with with his um, through the air but through you know with his legs we saw a thousand we saw a thousand yard rushing so he still he still has that right he still has that ability and then and in 2023 we saw we still we saw a little bit of that ceiling as well i mean he i think he there were some things that he improved on as a passer and he had dj Moore to throw to he had finally had a you know a legit number one wide receiver something he hasn't had throughout his entire career in chicago up until that point so that's another thing we got to remember like he hasn't really had the weapons i mean they tried the whole chase claypool trading for him experiment that didn't work <laughs> darnell mooney who i like he's you know uh he's 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 more of a you know a number two you know more of a number two than anything who won't be there next year who won't be there next year um and then cole commit pretty good tight end but not but he's been banged up a couple times and he's not as you know consistent as we would like so again and then the, and then the offensive line has been atrocious each every year that he's been there so there's a lot of factors working against justin fields um, in Chicago, and still, despite all that, you know, from a fantasy perspective, he's still been able to produce um, for for the most part. I mean, we and hell, we we even saw him have multiple four touchdown games. Yep, with with that same offense, right? So we've seen the ceiling. The ceiling's there. We know it's there. We just want you know, and and plus, you know, the you know, um, Luke Getzey, the offensive coordinator, obviously did not put him in in, in in great enough positions to succeed. Now, some of this is on fields for, you know, his inaccuracies and his problems and him him fumbling and, 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 and turning the ball over and things like that. But that could be a product of the environment that's around him. There's a, there's a couple of other things that, that, can, that can potentially explain it away. But, you know, again, you know, Fields hasn't done himself that many favors in, 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 in spots. But at the same time, he hasn't really had uh, a ton of help around him throughout his entire, entire career. So if he goes to Atlanta, he's got Bijan, he's got Drake London, got Kyle Pitts, who I still believe in. I'm still in on, and because with the Falcons releasing John Smith, that means it's it's Kyle Pitts right. season. It's it, we're, yeah. we're it, uh, we just want to put the word out that we're back up. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to put the word out that we're back up, and you know Atlanta they could probably draft another receiver. They don't have another. They don't have a number two guy. So once they get that and add Adam Adam to the weapons, I mean look out. That Atlanta Falcons offense is 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 set. Again, I want to put the word out that we back up. <laughs> I want to put shout out, <laughs> shout out to the wire. Shout out to the wire. Um, anything else in in terms of this the cat the quarterback category? I think outside of that, I mean, we we talked about the top four. Top four is relatively straightforward, and we know we 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 know. But you know, from from five to ten, that's where you kind of have a little bit of discussions and then, you know, it's interesting to see like where the rookies are going and, you know, they're, they're going at an appropriate range. So, yeah. So on, so on the running backs, obviously Christian McCaffrey is number one, but Brees Hall, Brees Hall is number two, Brees Hall is number two. And if you look at his ADP from last year, last year's ADP was like at 44. Now his ADP is at six. Hmm. And so there, there's a lot, there's big, big expectations for him in 2024 with Aaron Rodgers returning back from his Achilles injury. Hopefully he can do that successfully. Um, he actually wanted to come back last year, but the Jets weren't good enough to to, to warrant him doing that. And I thought it was going to be relatively impossible for him to do that, to, to, for him to come back so soon from an Achilles injury within the same season. That would have been some unprecedented shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but Brees Hall, number two. But then the, the, next, the, the next three to, to round out the top five, Pretty interesting. We got B. John, B. John Robinson at, at number three, Jameer Gibbs at four, and Kyron Williams at number five. So, what do you make of the from you know running back running backs three to five um, from from an ADP perspective? I mean, I mean, it's obvious where we're going to go to Kyron Williams, somebody that came out of nowhere, league winner. Somebody when he came in, came in hurt. Looked like he was like done and dusted before his career even started. And then just out of nowhere this year, just took Cam Akers job and ran with it. Um, we know Sean McVay has the the uh, he's the guy that wants one running back like and he'll ride him out. And you saw what he did with, with Kyron. He did just that. Uh, I think the thing that makes it scary is that Kyron was what, a fifth round pick like he could be easily replaced. Uh, so that's the one worry that I have in it enough for me that when I see him at 12, I can't do, I 
yeah, I don't feel good doing it. Now, in terms of like a portfolio approach, yeah, I have I have a couple shares of Chiron just in case, but overall, I don't feel good about it because he could be replaced. Yeah, the, the the fear here is that that the Rams take a, a running back in day two, and and they're and they're easily in play. Um, I even saw like they they may even look at one of the free agent guys. Like you know, there's there could be like a potential you know Josh Jacobs or Man. Jarek Henry or Saquon Barkley potentially going Man. there. Um, I, I mean, th- those are those are those aren't out of the realm of possibility, right? They could sign a, a free agent and just completely nuke Kyra Williams' value. So that, you know, his ADP right now is at 12 versus an ADP of last year at 209, basically going for free. Yeah, I I, I don't know if I'll have that much Kyron Williams in my best ball portfolio this year. I'm just, I know it's February 28th as we're recording this and we'll, you know, we'll release it tomorrow, February 29th or today, February 29th. But, you know, I, I I don't foresee myself having a ton of, a ton of Kyra Williams, and if we look further down the list, I don't see myself having a ton of Isaiah Pacheco. I think Isaiah Pacheco at ten is pretty steep for me. I just don't, I, I don't see, I don't see the, I don't see the ceiling that you know, I don't see the ceiling for him versus like that of a of Rashad White or a Kenneth Walker or you know, I mean, if Josh Jacobs stays in in, in Las Vegas, he's a volume monster. He can continue to get the ball. James Cook, I mean, James Cook, he he should be able to, you know, fend off, you know, 56-year-old Latavius Murray. I don't I don't know if I don't know if the the, the Bills are gonna bring in another running back, but it it, it seems like it's gonna be James Cook's backfield and Jack and his his backfield only. I like him this I like him in 2024 over Isaiah Pacheco. I know he's playing for the Chiefs, but I mean the Chiefs can also do the same thing. Isaiah Pacheco was a seventh round pick. They can bring in another guy. <laughs> they can bring in another guy and and completely nuke his value. A day two, potentially day three pick and and and, and nuke his value. So Isaiah Pacheco is another guy that I'm just kind of iffy on. I, I don't I don't foresee myself taking a ton of him. What do you think? Yeah, man. I, I mean, same thing. Like you you look at his like usage. Of course, he you know I got more touches at the end of the year, but again, like he doesn't profile somebody finishing and you basically need him to be an RB1. I don't know if he has the profile to do that unless they're going to throw him the ball more or he does more with the ball. I mean, he did catch the ball 49 times. I mean, no, he had 49 targets. He had 44 receptions, uh, which is a pretty good profile for a running back, but he only scored two touchdowns from that and he only had, he didn't even break a thousand yards. So uh, in an offense like that, you you need his usage to be up more, even though he was like at the threshold of being an RB1, he finished it what 15.3 fancy points per game, which was right there. I think he it was like RB 16 or somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you just he just has to do a little bit more. I don't know if I trust him to to get more receptions. Now again, uh, McKinnon's a free agent, CEH is a free agent, so it'd be interesting what they do, who they add. I know we what we've seen whenever McKinnon was healthy that they preferred to have him as the third down back. So I wonder if they go and go find a third down back for cheap even. Uh, to you know, supplement Pacheco. So again, I'll have a little bit of shares of him, but you know him in the middle of the fourth round when he's between like Rashad White, James Cook, those guys are are the, are the guys in the backfield, and they get a lot of passing down work. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Yeah. There. That's the key. They they get a lot of passing down work, and I know Pacheco was catching a lot of passes, but it, yeah. Kansas City's expected to attack their wide receiver room and. They they were they were dumping the ball off to Pacheco out of necessity because they they didn't have consistent wide receiver play um, outside of Rashi Rice. They just cut Mar- uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, your boy. Oh yeah. <laughs> they, have, they 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 they've gotten nothing from Sky Moore, like literally nothing. <laughs> Kadarius Tony the basket case. I mean, there's Justin Watson. I mean, he he'll, he'll give you some. He'll give you something every now and then. You know, once every. He's a good four blocker. Games. Yeah, he'll give you he'll give you once something once every four games, but they were just throwing they were just throwing the ball to you know Pacheco out of necessity because they just needed somebody to dump the ball to, and so that'll, that that's a, that's a name to keep an eye on. But I want to go further a little bit further down the list. There's one guy that's on this list that uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in your in your thoughts. Chase okay, Brown, Chase Brown at mm. running back thirty two. Now, this is obviously uh, 
they're anticipating a, a fine, you know, Cincinnati finally cutting Joe Mixon because they've been talking about it for the last two off seasons. Is Joe Mixon going to be a cap casualty? Is Joe Mixon going to be a cap casualty? Now I think this is the, the off season. They finally, pull, I think, I think, pull they the trigger. Should. They, they should. should pull the trigger. Should pull the trigger because, you know, the whole thing with T. Higgins and are they going to trade him? Are they not going to trade him even though they franchised him? We'll get to T. Higgins there in a little bit, but I want, I kind of want to, what, what are your thoughts on Chase Brown? Have you, did I've you been, see it? Did you see enough from him to really warrant an RB32 price tag? Did I see enough for him to warrant a 32 price tag? No. People are just assuming when they cut Mixon that he's going to be the guy. I don't believe in that um, because a range that we haven't talked about is the 20, what I want to call is the 2017 running back class because all those guys are now free agents and a lot of teams need running backs. And we know the NFL ain't paying running backs. Mm -hmm. So why won't they just cut him? And add one of these guys that you know can get the job done. And you just have Chase Brown with the same role where you come in and just kind of supplement. Um, that's what I think the Cincinnati Bengals are going to do. I don't know if they're actually going to do it because they need money to, to figure out this T. Higgins situation and um, a couple other players on their defense. But I think that's what they're going to do. And I think people are getting ahead of their skis a little bit with the Chase Brown. But don't let me... I mean, in the same breath, I got a lot of Chase Brown on my teams as like RB five, RB six. So just in case, I'm 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 in on that. But so, overall, so I don't. So so you're a fan of his ninety uh, second percentile forty yard dash of four. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're he's a fan a, of his eighty ninth percentile speed score. You're a fan of his ninety fifth percentile burst score. His eighty sixth yeah. percentile bench press. <laughs> you are you yeah. are a fan of that, huh? His ninety third. Yeah. His 93rd percentile dominant college dominator. I and mean, all these numbers yeah. are courtesy of player profiler, but you're you are a fan of all these things. Okay. Yeah, he he was a monster in college. Let's, let's not get it twisted. Him and his brother are, <laughs> are, are specimens, uh physical specimens, but that don't mean that I don't think Cincinnati might not keep him in the same role and have somebody else up in there. Yeah, I I I I do I do fear that as well. I think they'll probably find, you know, sign up for uh, sign the guy out of free agency. Um because I mean there's a lot of them available. Like you mentioned, right. there's a lot of running backs. A lot of those 2017 running mm -hmm. backs are like in the same cluster like RB15, RB14, the RB26. They're all mm -hmm. there, all of them, and they're yeah. all free agents. Yeah. So, yeah, if they I mean if they're looming, if they're looming, if they're if they're in the vicinity, yeah, they you you just need to you you kind of got to hold your breath, especially if you're holding on to some of these uh you know these 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 Chase Browns and some of these guys um to to, to make sure that you know that their values don't get nuked. Yeah. Oh, hey, before you go on, another guy that's right below uh, Chase Brown that I think people are getting ahead of their skis about is Chuba Hubbard. Mm -hmm. I know we saw him. Do we were heavy work. on Hubbard last year, weren't we? We were, we were. We yeah, were. we were. We were. And he did do some good work. Yeah. But Miles Sanders is still there. There's a new regime there. That don't mean that Chuba, that's hey, his job. Was the name Dave Canales? Yeah, is there? this don't mean this don't mean that this is his job. So uh, RB34. Well, well, I heard they, what he they, said. I know they commit, I, they commit to one guy. Yes, yes. That don't mean but, that's but, him, though. But, but, who, but whoever it is, whoever it is. They're gonna get the bulk of the work now. Yes, they they could. To your point, they could draft a guy and then just create some big cluster. Yeah, and then that that'll be that'll be messy. But yeah, Miles Sanders. I mean, they they paid him right. They paid him a, a hefty contract in last off season. I don't know what the if they have an out this off season. I don't think they'll cut him. I'm, I'm probably I think he's locked in for 2024, but they probably have an out for 2025. So you'll you'll probably see Miles Sanders in in uh, in in Carolina for, in 2024. Yep, yep. They got it out in 25, two point yeah. two point nine uh, dead cap. So yeah, uh, yeah. What's their dead cap if they cut them this year? Uh, eight point five. They're not doing that. They got a yeah. lot of money, so I don't think they got a lot of money. They, they don't want to. Yeah, they. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a it's a running back, and then you have you have a you know a run a run centered or run focused uh offensive coordinator coming from Tampa Bay um or that you know one that uses utilizes the running back cuz they used the hell out of Rashad White last year uh, yeah yeah <laughs> Dave Canales used the, the hell out of Rashad White so and that's what i'm saying like if Chuba Hubbard is is the guy and they don't do anything in the draft he's going to be a big winner 
Because, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, after the draft, we're going to talk about big winners. And if the, the Panthers don't do anything in the first, like, five rounds, maybe six rounds of the draft at running back, Chuba Hubbard's going to be a winner. Absolutely. Potentially. 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 Potentially going to be a winner. So we, we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep that in mind. We'll save that discussion point later on um, in the offseason. And then uh, just lastly, rookie running backs. How? As we mentioned, this is a, this is a class that people aren't, you know, aren't overly fond of. But, you know, some of, a lot of them are running in the combine and they want to, you know, change that narrative and make a name for themselves. But the first running back is a guy that's not even running and still recovering from an ACL injury in Jonathan Brooks. Jonathan Brooks is RB39. He's going at, you know, around, you know, 127 range, around pick 127. So he's not, he's, again, the first running back, the first rookie running back is is way down there, followed by Blake Corum at RB41, and then Trey Benson, RB42. And then you got to go all the way down to Bucky Irving at RB46 and Braylon Allen at RB47. So, yeah, these these running backs, I mean, people don't want them. Nope. But... <laughs> I mean, they'll they'll be you know they'll be end of end of uh end of uh end of your roster bench stashes yep. for right now if you're if you're drafting a best ball, but I, I think it's I think it's relatively on on par for for how this running back is how this running back class is being viewed at the moment. I agree. Let's let's get to the position everybody wants to talk about though. Yep. Wide receivers. <laughs> Wide receivers. We got a new sheriff in town. We got a new number one. From an ADP mm. perspective, it's our guy, Sedarian Lamb. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? You said the full name, too. What do you think about him being the first, first RB, I, I, the I, first I, wide receiver, number two overall? What do you think? I, lo- I love Sedarian, man. That's my guy. That's my guy. But number one, after me, and look, he's been ascending every single year that he's been in the league, right? He was, you name it, led the, led the, led the league in targets, receptions, yards. Uh, I don't think touchdowns, or maybe he was second in targets. I know he led the league in targets and, and receptions. So he, he just had like a, a phenomenal season. And you know what? That's probably, and, 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 and recency bias is, is one thing that this community, you know, definitely is grabbed by. They're, they're grabbed by a lot of recency bias, and they, and they use that to kind of guide a lot of their decision-making going into the following year. Like, who was the best receiver last year? Okay, we're going to draft him first. Every single, I mean, it happens all the time, right? Uh, you know, the, the the big dogs are still Justin Jefferson. For me, big dog is because he's he's. I I think the I think the Vikings are going to keep Kirk Cousins. I don't know. If, I don't. Maybe. I, no, they should. That's my opinion. They should, but I don't know because their defense ain't good. So maybe they want to kind of tear it down. You've kind of hear hearing a little rumblings about him being available for trade. I doubt they trade them because I don't think they're, you're going to get what they what they want. So, mm. yeah. Um, but CD Lamb at number one. I mean, he was the best. He was the best receiver last year. But I I think I would probably have Jefferson there and then CD Lamb. That's just me. Um, but that's the top five. I mean, it's it's Lamb, Tyreek Hill, Justin Jefferson, Jabbar Chase, and then you have Amon Ross St. Brown at five. Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, he's he had a great season as well, and he he's been ripping it up. Last year, last year during best ball season, what 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 was the most common what was the most common uh, stack that you had, especially if you were at pick twelve? It was Ceedee Lamb and Amon Ross St. Brown back to back, right? Mm-hmm. Double tap wide receiver, and that was the that was the ultimate double tap. And I'm sure a lot of people who finished near the top of you know the top like five percent, top ten percent in, in best ball in, in the best ball streets had. Lamb and Amon Ross St. Brown on, on their teams. The one-two turns, yeah, no. Um, I actually, I, I want to say that I actually did uh, a draft where I drafted A.J. Brown and Garrett Wilson at the one-two turn. So that's the most common one that you're seeing. So comparatively, CeeDee Lamb and, and Amon Ross St. Brown versus Garrett Wilson and A.J. Brown at the one-two turn. I like, I mean, even even not even not taking last year into account, I would prefer the CeeDee Lamb and Amon Ross <laughs> stack the one-two turn, but Gary Wilson is getting Aaron Rodgers back and, you know, A.J. Brown and, and, and Jalen Hurts. I mean, they've been money together since they've been um, in Philadelphia together. A.J. Brown has back-to-back 1,400-yard seasons, at least seven touchdowns in both those years. So, I mean, can't go wrong with any of those guys, but we'll probably see a common, you know, a common thread with, you know, A.J. Brown and, and, and 
and Garrett Wilson at, at the one-two turn or maybe or maybe even see Puka and AJ Brown at the one-two turn. I know Puka's ADP right now is nine. Some people could potentially slip down and 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 or let him slip because they they may believe Cooper Cup is not dead yet. And mm-hmm. we'll get to him in a little bit because he's 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 a little bit further down. I mean, imagine seeing imagine like just you know waking up from like a deep slumber and then you you're seeing these ADPs and you're seeing Cooper Cup like way down there going 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 past rookie rookie wide receivers, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know it's, he's he's it's, he's all the way down there at wide receiver twenty six at pick forty. Yeah, yeah. And we're it's, we're used to seeing him in like in the top like what the top ten four. Five or top five, right? And so, what are you? What are your? Uh, you know, I guess your general thoughts on you know just some of the some of the things that you're seeing with the wide receivers. It's interesting. I mean, it's it's kind of weird to see Nico Collins at wide receiver nine. I know he sm- he smashed last year. Go destinationdevy.com. Uh, check out the Trinity tool where where you can see kind of our score in terms of how the wide receivers perform based on you know, a couple of a few. Uh, make Trixies that we use, and he was, I think he was number five. He was one of the eight or nine wide receivers that scored over a nine last season. Just amazing to see that. So it's it's weird to see him at, around like the you know, early part of round two. You still don't want to believe it because it's a Houston Texans wide receiver that is now on the caliber of DJ uh, of uh, D-Hop, but, I mean, he smashed, man. So it's interesting to see that, you know, him going over like DJ Moore who smashed. You know the the veteran like Devonte Adams, who's going wide receiver fourteen, but it is very interesting to see Marvin Marvin Harrison at wide receiver eleven going yeah. going over people like Devonte Adams, Brandon Ayuk, uh, you know Stephon Diggs. I I mean I got I've I've taken the 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 dive probably three times out of the thirty drafts I've done so far, but I didn't feel good about it because I don't know where he's at and. Let's just say best case scenario, he goes to Arizona. We're expecting him to put up what eighty for twelve hundred and like eight to ten touchdowns. So it's so he you know legitimizes him being a wide receiver one, basically. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. It's possible, but I don't know. Um I rather take my chances with you no know, like Brandon Ayuk, Devonta Adams. That's just my opinion. That's who I rather use, but I, I get guys that I you've get, seen do it. Yes, yes. And just think about this for a second. Like, so you got Marvin Harrison at wide receiver 11, Malik Neighbors at wide receiver 23. Wait until this, as soon as the combine comes on your TV, these dudes are going to go up. As soon as you see their it's measurements, up. it's, it's up. going up. So that's why I'm kind of like diving, like I'm grabbing some shares now just in case because they're going to be. Like Marvin Harrison's going what mid second round right now. This dude's gonna be at the one two turn before the weekend's over with. So, um, I ra- I rather place my bet on some of the veterans since it's just a one year a one year bet. I rather I want to see with somebody like that if I'm taking um, Marvin Harrison wide receiver eleven. And you have some of those offenses that he could potentially potentially go to. Chicago, Arizona, Arizona make. Arizona potentially yes I can he can he can probably get those numbers because he'll be the wide receiver one he'll yeah. just be battling with Trey with uh, Trey McBride but if he goes if he somehow goes Marquise to like Brown, Marquise Brown's a free agent right he's a free agent I don't think they're gonna spend twenty million on him yeah I don't think it makes they, sense. they have Mike they have Michael Wilson who we like but yeah let's be honest I, it, it's Marvin yeah. Harris Marvin Harrison yeah. will be the dude it'll be Marvin Harris and Trey McBride no I mean honestly like that offense wouldn't be I mean it wouldn't be bad. Would be bad at all. I mean, and they they probably add a running back in day two to help Kyler Murray because um, James Conner. I I know he had a phenomenal year and has has stayed healthy. He's surprisingly he stayed, stayed healthy, healthy, man. Stayed healthy in Arizona, which is really healthy, weird. right? Yeah, he's, he has stayed healthy a lot. Yeah, you know, but again, you know that he's a running back, so eventually, I mean that that may um, end up, you know, not 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 being the case in twenty twenty four. So they could potentially add another guy and in, 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 uh, in, on day two. Yeah, especially one of these guys that were not. I mean, who, may, I mean, imagine like you know a Bucky, a Bucky, a Bucky Irving in that in that offense. You know, yeah. a little, little small, little small shifty guy, right? A little shifty guy in there. So you know, yeah. we'll we'll see we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, but um, you, you, you mentioned sorry, just real quick, you mentioned Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk is mm-hmm. going ahead of Debo Samuel. What do you think about that? 
You think it makes that's appropriate? sense to me. Makes sense. Yeah, I think it's very appropriate if you att- yeah. again the Trinity score. Brandon Ayuk, he was one of them guys that was a a, a nine and above um, yeah. for a guy that you know didn't see as many targets as some of his guys that were in front of him. I think I believe he finished what third or fourth in receiving yards, and he had he was one of the he was the only one within that group that had less than 110, 120 targets, and he finished over thirteen hundred yards. Just a testament to how how efficient that offense is. Uh, so. You want a piece of it. 105 and, targets. Bro. 1,300 yards and 105 targets. And and just side note, could you believe Kittle had over 1,000 yards this season and he didn't even have 70 catches? I believe that because Kittle's always always been a high high yards per yeah. catch guy. He's always, yeah. always been that. So Again, that's just, their, their offense just like doesn't even uh, compute in terms Not of like when you, start, when you try to compute, like try to make sense of all these offenses, their offense doesn't even like fit in the mold that you're trying to compute in because it's just the amount of yak that they produce in that offense is just ridiculous. But can, um, can you can you imagine like the 49ers adding like another receiver to that <laughs> to that to that offense? Given how given how I think kind of deep this receiver class is imagine if they add like <laughs> Xavier Worthy or 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 Jalen Polk or somebody in that in that offense. Can you mm-hmm. imagine one of those guys like being Alongside Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle yeah. and then McCaffrey, just yeah. I mean, the offense is already unfair, but man, adding one of those little ex- exciting rookies will, will just take it even more over the top than it already is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, when you go down this list of the ADP, I think all these, like in terms of how they have them listed, makes sense. Except when you get to the group of uh, when you start seeing some of these Green Bay wide receivers, I think they're a little overvalued because. They all cannibalize each other. Like I agree. Again, if you go to the Trinity score, destinationdevy.com, uh, there's a, a tool where you can see uh, your uh, wide receiver groupings per team. And if you go to Green Bay, they're all like all five of them are in the same cluster. They all are in the same range of score. So I'm like, why am I going to take them? Let me get the cheapest one. Then if they're all going to do, if they're all going to get the same kind of usage, usage around like 15, 16% target share. Why am I paying wide receiver 31 prices for Jaden Reed when yeah. I can wait and go get like Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs at wide receiver 42, 41, or even yeah. go further and get Dontavian Wicks? Like, why am I paying Jaden Reed at 31? So yeah, Jaden Reed at 31 is is pretty overvalued. You know, he's mm-hmm. going he's going before Jordan Addison. He's going before Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin didn't die. I mean, he's he's still a relatively serviceable receiver. Jackson mm-hmm. Smith and Jigba. Tyler Lockett's probably on his way out of Seattle, so he'll probably be the number two. Um, you know, we got George Pickens, who just had a thousand yards, and they'll they'll probably get a quarterback upgrade, I think. Or I hope. Or, I, I hope. I hope. I hope they get a quarterback upgrade. And Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin, wide receiver thirty nine, with all the uncertainty with Mike Evans, he could be the number one in Tampa Bay. So all those guys, I would take over Jaden Reed. I like Jaden Reed. I like Jaden Reed a lot. Second year guy. He's only gonna. Uh, he's going. He's only going to ascend, but he's a little overvalued in in in, in Green Bay, in, in my opinion. And just lastly, uh, there's there's some notable rookies that we want to just re- briefly touch on. We got Troy Franklin at wide receiver 49, Keon Coleman at wide receiver 53. We got Mitchell from Texas at wide receiver 59, Lad McConkie at wide receiver 62. Xavier Worthy going at wide receiver 63. And then, you know, the last notable one, Roman Wilson, your, your guy, wide receiver 72. So yeah. basically going at the end of your drafts, going for free. And I think in this cluster, you're going to see you're going to see some some pretty good production in 2024. Landing spot agnostic, but I, I think you're going to see some pretty good production uh, from the, some from some of these uh, receivers, especially Roman Wilson, Xavier Worthy. I, I think you're going to see some pretty decent. Troy Franklin, if he goes to the Chiefs, whew, <laughs> oof, <laughs> man, burner, man, burner. Yeah, burner. All right. Lastly, we got the grossest position. Tight end. <laughs> we got to talk. We got to talk tight ends. We got to talk tight ends briefly. Now, the, the the biggest change here is we're not seeing Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews at one two. We're seeing Travis Kelsey at two, but number one is Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. His ADP last year, around this time, or last year period when best ball 
draft close was 136.5. And now his ADP is 29.2. 29.2. He's the, he's the overall, he's the tight end one, finishes the overall tight end one last year. So, or this past season. So what do you make of Sam Laporta being number one? Appropriate, overvalued, just right. It is overvalued. Um, it's a little, it's high, man. Um, granted, he did have you know a great rookie season, one of the best of all time. Um, but if you destinationdevy.com, you use the war machine, you can go to you can enter in like the you know the settings for the big board since it's a one quarterback and there's no is half PPR. Even though he you know smashed, like it didn't matter. Like in the overall scheme of things, he didn't change change you from winning or losing week to week, basically because because of the scoring is half PPR. Um, so I mean, yeah, he he was great, but okay, <laughs> I don't. I can. I rather I rather wait for court, for tight end. Like, yeah, if you wanted, you're not really getting a positional advantage when you get some of these quarter, uh, tight ends because they didn't like break tight. Like we're so used to tight. Travis Kelsey, remember like 2017 to 2000, like 21, 22 average, damn near 100, 100 receive, uh, receptions, 12, 1300 uh, yards and like 10 to 12 touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's somebody like that consistently like b- was breaking, breaking fantasy fantasy. at the position, at the tight end position. That's how you make a difference. Like, you know, Sam Laporta, he, he did work. Like even when you go down the list, Evan Ingram led the led tight ends and in receptions. He had almost a hundred receptions and yeah. he didn't, it didn't mean anything when it came down to it. He didn't have the yards. He didn't have the yards. So just overall for me, I'm not, yeah, you want one of the elite guys. Cool. But in this format, I, I'd rather just wait, man. Cause when are we going to see what we we're seeing at the end of Kelsey, what tight end are you going to see? That's going to that's going to garner almost a hundred receptions. 12, 1,300 yards receiving in double-digit touchdowns. You're I don't not, think we will. You ain't so, seeing that. So why am I drafting him, the, what, round two, the beginning of round three? I can wait and get Nujoku, who pretty much did the same thing. Now I can yep. get him seven, eight, eight rounds later. Yep. I can take a, take a chance on pits. It's not like I need them to, to produce every week. I just need that spike week. You need a spike week. You need them fall. You need them to fall into the end zone. Yeah, who would I like? Who do I? Who do I think can give me those type of spike weeks? People like Kyle Pitts. People like Nujoku. I mean, we saw Evan. People like George Kittle. We saw Evan Ingram had being super consistent. Like even if you have like a safe floor, yeah, uh, just constant receptions and yards, like with with Evan Ingram. But yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Laporta was great, um, but I don't see like a week to week tight end one overall ceiling that you saw with Travis Kelsey all those years. And Mark Andrews mm-hmm. is down at at, 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 at uh, tight end four behind Trey McBride. What do you think about what do you think about that? I mean, I love Trey McBride. Trey McBride was like dominating targets in Arizona. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it just really depends on what they do in the draft. And they get Marvin Harrison. That obviously takes a little bit of a weight, a little bit, you know, away from him. But Mark Andrews, I mean Yeah, I mean Mark so Mark Andrews doesn't like blow your mind in terms of athleticism but the one thing that that him and mcbride have they have a quarterback that can run if you have a quarterback they can threaten the pocket with their legs then their their yak is usually higher than other the other tight ends around them and if you go and look at go look at mark andrews like over the course of his career he's always been one of the top guys in terms of yards per reception yards after the catch because lamar jackson so that's another thing to consider with some of these tight ends. Like if you care about the potential for the spike weeks, then I think if your quarterback can run, then I think you you have a higher potential of you know, achieving that spike week for those weeks that your tight end can matter a little bit more than you know that general floor that you can that you'll get. Now the exception would be Kyle Pitts because they use Kyle Pitts pretty much differently than majority of these other wide uh tight ends because since he's been in the league, he's led the league. He's led the tight end position in terms of uh, yards per attempt. I think he's been over like his ADOS, like over 11, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, they, they, they use him like down the field. They don't use him like a traditional yeah. tight end, like underneath yeah. or anything like that. So, yeah, they use him like a wide receiver. And he actually lines yeah. up out wide a lot or lines up mm-hmm. in the slot a lot. So he's, he's rarely in line. 
he he, he does he does a lot of his damage like in the slot or like out wide. So yeah, 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 that, yeah. Kyle Pitts, I'm I'm definitely in on him again. Third straight year, I'll probably, <laughs> probably I'll probably put some. Uh, I'll probably start you know start the clown makeup uh, tutorial <laughs> because you know I. But hey, yeah, I, I don't I believe you, man. Believe, I have reason to believe that things will change this year. I think. I, I, you know, or I hope I, I have reason to believe I'm still in on confidence. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, again, when we that McBay, that McBay uh, tree, man, they know how to use tight ends. Like we've seen Tyler Higby smash. We've seen you saw Davis Allen. You know, people are hyped up on Davis Allen now because of the potential, you know, with Higby tearing everything in under the sun under his knee. So uh, their potential, the potential is there. So I get it. I've been dabbling. I've been getting Kyle Pitts in a lot of places too. So I don't. I don't blame you. But the rest of the list, I mean, it's. I mean, Njoku and Ingram, Kittle, Jake Ferguson, T.J. Hawkinson, which is overvalued because he's probably not going to start the season. He's probably starting the season on PUP because he tore everything his knee. Yeah. Goddard. Although, I mean, Hawkinson at tight end twelve versus he was like tight end four last year. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 So that, that's that's the discount you're getting, and then Dallas Goddard. I mean, I don't. I mean, Dallas. Yeah. I feel like Dallas Goddard is kind of undervalued, to be honest. Really, I think yeah. all those that range of like because it's tight end thirteen. It's it's yeah. Double, he's he's like the double digit rounds, and he was going. Yeah. So he he's a little bit cheaper this year. I, I think any opportunity you see with a talented tight end like that, that's going a, a lot cheaper than he was last year. I mean, there's, there's a little value there, you know. So, yeah, they're just but, all the same. Is basically what I'm saying. They're all yeah, yeah, yeah. in the same Usually, range. Yeah, once you get past like tight end twelve, or you get in the tight end twelve range, you these guys like from a from a you know points per game basis and a weekly basis, they're not going to give you you know one, one much over the other. So yeah, yeah you, you and Brock Bowers is is tight end seven. Um, I was going going uh, you know ahead of everything, Ingram and Njoku and Pitts. What do you think about that? <sighs> And it's funny, we talked about this in the uh, Destination Debbie Discord. Like, we had a whole – I think we've been talking about tight ends for, like, three days now. Um, mm-hmm. The you How they use the tight ends is different than, you know, five years ago. They don't have to be, like, 6'5", 230, and can block and catch. Like, Brock Byers is, like, 6'1", 220. So, he's going to be a weapon. But, again, it's all conducive to where he goes, like, yeah. how he's used. I don't know how he's going to be used. So why am I why am I drafting him over Evan Ingram? I think he's overvalued. I need to know where he's like specifically for a tight end. Like, yeah, he's he's the best tight end coming out. But okay, <laughs> what, what if what if he goes to Pittsburgh? <laughs> nah, bro. He's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna Arthur Smith being offensive coordinator. He's gonna be below Cole Komet, Dalton Schultz. He's gonna be like tight end sixteen. Like, no. <laughs> That's crazy, <laughs> <laughs> bro. T- <laughs> no, oh my God, they'll they'll, they'll use oh. him. A, they'll, they'll make him a blocking tight end, bro. And they'll, that and they'll would send, be. And they'll send. They'll send. Um, you know, they'll 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 send uh, uh, Darnell Washington on more pass routes than him. Although Darnell Washington's athletic, yeah. they'll they'll send him on more pass routes, and they'll that do like a, be. they'll do they'll do like some sort of you know goofy ass rotation. Um, between the three tight ends, you know, fire that would be, Austin and, and Bowers. That'll be great. that would be wild. That'd be wild. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm not taking Brock Bowers at no tight end seven, bro. That's yeah, that's negligence in my opinion. All right, man, we are at the end of the show. I I I like I like this time of the year where we can you know talk about what's going on underdog. Try to try to beat the market in some areas that we're kind of seeing right now. And then combine, man, like this is an exciting time. You know, we've been bored. This time of the cycle where after the Super Bowl, before the combine, like you just see all types of just wild stuff floating around and just people are bored. So yeah. now we got the combines here. Now we can you know, scratch our itch a little bit and you know do that with underdog, do that with prize pick, uh, prize picks uh, 40 times. So it's fun, man. Um, just make sure y'all head to DestinationDebbie.com. They got merch now so you can get the up upside down all gas hat fitted you know it's, it's it's fire so go and check that out also you can again like i've been talking about the trinity tracker tool where we've been you know you can kind of see how we value wide receivers for the past season you can also see them as a as a group uh based on team you can see their value based on ktc values 
uh, based on expected fantasy points scored, fantasy points scored. So just a, a lot of good stuff in, within that tool itself. So uh, make sure you tap into everything that we have going on on Destination Devi uh, Radio Network. Uh, just all the podcasts that we drop in, uh, the articles that we're, where we're talking about, you know, Dynasty doesn't stop. So you can see the weekly uh, trade article, how how that's broken down in terms of how we're analyzing trade. So just a lot of good stuff coming and what we have going on right now. So make sure you follow us at Off The Line FF on Twitter. You can follow me at Fantasy Genius, that's G-E-N-E-S. You can follow Ike at just underscore Ike09. Ike, you got anything before we get up out of here? Nope. Uh, you know, just uh, dabble in some of those prize picks, 40-yard dash times, because I'm sure they're going to be moving those pretty quickly, pretty soon. <laughs> and, you know, take advantage of some of the, the ones that look like, what the hell is this, right? You Let's be honest. But, no, uh, exciting time. Can't wait, for the, can't wait for the combine. Can't wait for, you know, some of these ADPs to start changing. All right, y'all. We'll holler at y'all next week. Y'all be safe, and, you know, let's get some money off of this Prize Picks app, man. Peace out.